Sales is the most lucrative skill in the world, period. The problem is most sales advice out there today is outdated, cheesy, and can even keep you from getting the deals that can make all the difference in your career. This is the No BS Sales School, a podcast for entrepreneurs and salespeople who want to master the skill of selling without all the BS. I got to do something today that was really freaking cool. It's, it's fun as hell, and I used to do it all the time, and I don't do it much anymore because of the nature of the world and sometimes the nature of my business. I got to train a new client in person today. I got to have these folks that I'd never met before come to my office, to the conference room, and I got to meet them for the first time. I had quick phone conversations. Um, it was five sales guys and, and their manager, the president of the company. And we did live training face to face, right, right here. And, you know, I've been, I do training over zoom 99% of the time. And you know what, for what it is, it's pretty damn good. The zoom training is pretty good. We engage with people. It's live, it's interactive, it's fun, but there's nothing like being right there with somebody in the same room. It's a little riskier. Right. It's a little bit scarier because I mean, they're right there. And especially when it's a brand new client and I've got to show them or they need to see and understand maybe that the way they've been doing things isn't the best way to do it. But this is always a risk for me because in this business I met with today, this is something I, you know, part of the cool part of my job is I get to see all these different ways people make money. It's crazy the different ways people make money and the cool businesses that are out there. And these guys, um, they do, they help companies get rid of waste. Everything from environmental waste, construction waste, crap that's jammed in the pipes, crap that's jammed in whatever, right? They haul it off. That's their job. And they're pretty damn good at it. They got lots of business, but they feel like there's more they could get. They feel like there is, they're chasing a lot of things and not getting enough business. So I had these, I mean, I got to tell you, they're big, burly people, right? Big, burly guys. They sell industrial shit. And they come in and I'm some scrawny guy. And I'm supposed to tell them what they're doing doesn't work. Well, guess what? You can't tell somebody what they do doesn't work. Or you can. Not very effective. So instead, you got to ask. Help them figure it out. That maybe what they're doing isn't the best way. So, but to do that. There's got to be a level of humility. And I go into these meetings, especially the first time, and I have a little bit of imposter syndrome. I'm wondering, can I really help these folks? Are they really going to be open to it? Do I understand it enough to really, you know, to, to make a difference? And a lot of that we dig through with the owners and stuff on the sales call. But you still got to get buy-in from the folks. I don't have passive training where you could just sit there and nod your head and say, yeah, that's okay, right? I'm going to call you out. We're going to have conversations. You're part of the training. You're going to be called on. Otherwise, I get bored, right? So I got to put other people on the spot. So the point of all this was I'm face-to-face with these folks and what I'm asking them to do is recognize that there's a problem. Recognize, maybe, where's the place they could do better? Where's the place they need to dig in? And so what I'm asking somebody to do ultimately is not have an intellectual experience with me. 
I'm not saying, hey, let me come show you some things. You go, hey, that's neat. I'm asking people to change their behavior. Do th- look at things differently. Do things differently than you have been before. One of the tenets we have around here is nobody can tell that you're better till they see that you're different and you will not differentiate yourself by your product, right? You won't. People don't get that far. The only way they can tell you're different is if their interactions with you are different than they're having with other salespeople, right? But by doing that, you got to change to do that. You've got to change the way you've always done it. We, the salespeople have to change the way we've always done it. Otherwise we're going to get the same result. We've always gotten. So I'm asking people to change. And by the way, everybody thinks change is a great idea until it involves them. Then they're like, shit, I don't want to change. It's a good idea for everybody else to change, but I don't want to change because change is hard. If you think about it in a sales context, right? The way people have been doing sales most of the time, that's easy for them. They just show up and do it, right? Don't have to think about it. They just go and sell. It's not hard. They're not getting the results they could get, but it's not hard. What I'm going to show them how to do is do something different that will be uncomfortable. The first couple of 500 times they do something I ask them to do, ask a harder question, dig a little bit deeper, tell somebody, you know what? I don't think we're going to be the right fit. Not because it's some kind of move, because it's the truth. Because you don't think that they're going to value what you do, right? Or you're not sure that what you have is going to be worth it to them or you're not sure they'd be willing to spend the money or make the change, whatever that is. We have to go in with the idea that I don't think we have to go in with the humility to say, I bet they're not willing to make a change. Remember, if you've heard this podcast before, there are two questions your prospect has to answer themselves before we can make a sale. Number one is, am I going to do something different? Am I going to do something different than I've done in the past, different or differently? That might mean they start doing something they've never done before, or they fire somebody and hire somebody else to do it differently, right? Are they going to do something different? Well, different is scary. And we all know about the devil we know versus the devil we don't know. There is so much tension to stay right the way they are, to keep doing things right now. Because how are they going to know the other thing is any better? They don't want to cause a problem. Nobody wants to lose their job. Right. So the first and the easy thing to do is to stay the same. We need to encourage people. Hey, look, may not make sense for you to move. You may be perfectly okay right the way you are right now. And then you can ask them questions about the way things are going and they need to tell you, no, this is unacceptable. This doesn't work anymore. I've got to change. That's the level of emotional engagement we need to have from our prospects. And you need to be able to have real conversations with them that are different than the ones you've been having before. More than the data questions. How many? How much? When? All the open-ended questions. Who, what, where, when, why? why? Bullshit, right? You got to have real conversations with people about emotional subjects. And you got to be comfortable sitting there in that. You've got to be uncomfortable digging in to find out what's really going on with them, with your prospect. Would they really make a change? 
And we can be skeptical that they will because a lot of people won't. Not right now. If they can convince you they're ready to make a change, the second question they have to answer for themselves is, who am I going to change with? What's the new thing I'm going to do? See, most salespeople skip that part. They jump right to, hey, you're going to love us. We've got great shiny shit. Here are bright, shiny objects. You're going to love it. Be happy to give you a proposal. See? Before you help them figure out if they should make a change. How much time, energy, effort do we waste on people giving free consulting to people who are not committed to make a change? You know what the value of that is, doing free consulting for people that aren't committed to make a change? It's zero. As a matter of fact, it's negative value. It's costing you time and money. You're giving away your shit to people who will not appreciate it. They'll throw it in a file. They'll hand it to their current guy and go, hey, these guys came by. They seem really smart. They said they could do this. Can you do this? And they lie about the price you quoted. They mark it out. See, being real with people, being straight up with people, it's so funny. It's hard. Why? Because we risk hearing no. We risk hearing not now. We risk being told no thanks. Well, guess what? If it's going to be a no, if they're not going to make a change, when do you want to know that? I promise a professional, right, would really like if you ever had a surgeon, right? A surgeon will tell you, look, if you don't have to have surgery, don't freaking have surgery for God's sake. I want you to have the same idea. If you don't have to make a change, don't make a change. I mean, it may seem easy to me, but if you're happy the way things are, don't change it. And we need to be sincere and straight up as can be about that. You're not going to be able to convince somebody to change. I don't think you can convince anybody to do anything. I think they need to have that understanding themselves. And our job is to ask questions to get their opinions about their current situation beyond data. What do they think about the situation they're in? Is it tenable? Can they keep doing that the way it is? Is that okay? See, those are their opinions. That's the stuff you don't know unless you ask. You can't assume it. You have no idea the walk that they're on. Maybe what you see is something that's a complete bus wreck that you couldn't put up with for five seconds, especially if you knew what a great solution you had. That may not be their idea. And boy, you can waste a lot of time with people that aren't ready to make a change. You have to have a reason to make a change. There has to be a gap between where you are and where you want to be. And that's typically an emotional gap. Everybody acts like they're oh, intellectual decision maker. Bullshit. We all make decisions emotionally. We make decisions emotionally. Then we send our little press agent out to give an explanation of how smart we are and how intellectual that decision was. It's crazy, Right. Think about what doing things the same way is costing you. What's it costing you right now to be putting out proposals to people that end up not doing anything or they end up taking it back to their current guy? What's it costing you right now? Energy, time, emotion, chasing people that never want to call you back. What's it costing you that you're not getting referrals on a regular basis? from your best clients? What's it costing you right now that you don't have it really tied down who your ideal prospect should be? And that's where you should be spending your time, 
All right. Not only what they look like, but what would they be saying? Figure that stuff out. And the thing is, what we hope will happen and in a good world, the changes you make, right? Even in sales, the changes you make in sales, those effects compound over time. Because if you really get it right now, imagine if you've honed and refined and honed and refined and honed and refined to be more direct, more open, more transparent. Imagine what it looks like five years from now. Imagine what it looks like 10 years from now if you're able to nail the sales thing now and spend the rest of your life doing refinement on this process. That's something you want to talk about? I'm open to having that conversation. Walker at walkermckay.com. I am thrilled that I'm getting a lot of feedback from y'all. I'm getting emails from people. Here's what I've learned. Hey, can we talk? You know what? I probably get four or five emails a week from people who say, want to talk. I have four or five conversations of those. It's probably one out of 10 I end up doing business with. That's perfectly fine with me. So don't feel like if you call me, Walker's going to sell me. Bullshit. We'll have a conversation and see if it makes sense. If now's the right time, if ever's the right time. You like the podcast, share it with somebody that needs to hear it. Um, and also go back to iTunes and rank me. Give me some stars, write something. I don't care if I write something mean, but give me five stars. You can write five stars. Walker's an asshole. I don't care. Apple just likes it when they're words and stars. See you next week. Thanks for listening to the OBS Sales School podcast. If you haven't already, please take one minute to write a quick review for the show. It really does make a huge difference. Also, subscribe to the show and please forward this episode to somebody else who needs to hear it. As a bonus for listening, I'm going to give you access to a free mini course, Seven Expensive Sales Mistakes You're Making, and What You Can Do About It. Go to www.7salesmistakes.com and get access to the free mini course. That's the number seven salesmistakes.com. Thanks again for listening to the OBS Sales School Podcast.